Hey, this is Dave Melinda from Positive Polarity. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Hey, let's level up, huh? Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson. We're at episode 324 with my fellow Midwesterner, uh, Dave Melinda from Positive Polarity. And it was a, such a fun conversation. Dave and I, I have so much in common from uh, the the music we listen to to the food we eat, we are meat people. <laughs> but no, all joking aside, it was a fantastic, fun interview. He's a number one Amazon best-selling author. Uh, there's a free book giveaway, so make sure you listen towards the end because you'll want to break out your digital note taker. Or I had like three pages of notes after talking here with Dave. This just helped me level up. Helped me help my clients level up even more. So without further ado, here's my really good friend, Dave Melinda from Positive Polarity. Let's level up. Time to shine today, podcast varsity squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and I got my fellow Midwesterner. I mean, I'm in South Florida now, but it's always nice to interview the nice and huggy Midwestern people here. And that's what I got with my good friend, Dave Melinda. He's the founder of Positive Polarity. He's a Midwest-based coaching and training firm that brings solid growth to companies from, from over 30 years of real-world experience, where he grew his own business to $10 million plus in annual sales before selling it. He speaks regularly around the country on topics that are designed to engage. And that's what I can't wait, is to engage with my good friend, Dave. And Dave, Please introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today podcast for RC Squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? Scott, my favorite color is orange because I got an orange Jeep that I can take the doors off, the roof off for the three days of summer we get here in the Midwest. So, <laughs> that, that's you know. awesome. And it's also not only in your color wheel. It'll look good yep. on you, but I, I see a lot of your marketing has the orange in it as well, correct? Absolutely. Love it. Love yep. It. Love favorite it. color. Stuck to the... Stuck to the orange. I, I love orange, but there's certain shades of orange that, eh. But the orange yeah, no. you have is is money, brother. Awesome, I love thanks. It. Love it. So yep. let's let's get to a little bit of the roots of Dave, of kind of like you know where you started a little bit, and then having a business that you built up to you know two commas there, you know that yep. which is fantastic, and then kind of move it on to what you're doing, helping people really level up now. Well, I'll tell you what, Scott, I got to start out by thanking you for this. But I also have to say I've never been called nice and huggy. So um, <laughs> you know, I just I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. So I'm just going to let it lay there Brother, for a minute. But the only reason I say so that, much. Dave, is I live on the east east coast of Florida. Right. Sure. So we get a lot of the uh, Brooklyn, Boston, you know, people on this. And me being Midwest, we hold doors, we smile, we hug, you know, kind of right. thing. You know, and they live on top of each other where they're from. So they want sure. their space. So it took me, I had to adapt because I'm on yeah. the Eastern Seaboard. So other side of the state, you know, Florida, where Naples and Fort Myers and Tampa, that's where our people are from. It's a whole sure. different thing. But no, that, that's awesome. But yeah, you're huggy, man. Look at you. Yeah, you're thanks. Huggable. Well, I appreciate that. I'll take a virtual <laughs> hug anytime for me, Scott. So thank you. Sorry. Absolutely. No, actually, it's funny. Born and raised in the Midwest, you start early. Most of us, I mean, we started early as entrepreneurs as, you know, nine, 10 year olds. And so it uh, just was natural to sell something, to try and build something. And, you know, so I started a company in the 90s and uh, grew it to 22 people from $0 to about 10 million in annual sales and then sold that. And then I am coaching now 
uh, practicing, helping people learn the formula that I used to be successful back then. So having a great time and honored and excited to be on the show. That's excellent. So what kind of company, you won't go too deep. Yeah, no, it was construction products. We were in the construction industry. So we were selling construction products. And uh, so, you know, we had a lot of clients and had a lot of repeat business, but it was pretty cutthroat. So it was really, uh, we had to do a lot of value ads on the back end. So that's what we focused on. There's a lot of adapting and overcoming and shifting in that world. That's for sure, man. So. There is. Yep. And you know what? Pretty much every business that I've been involved with, there's, you know, very few people that if you if you did it this way five years ago and you're still doing it this way five years later, you're mm-hmm. probably behind the curve. So, you know, that's everything is Evolves. changing pretty, yeah. rac- pretty rapidly right now. I, I love it. I love it. So let's take us into where you kind of started in your coaching journey and consulting journey and speaking journey like how did that start really kind of come from because very few people that i know come kind of kind of from construction kind of products into the coaching world absolutely yeah 2008 in milwaukee wisconsin our building permits went down about 80 percent so you can just imagine if you had a customer that was 80 percent of your business and they said goodbye scott today's my last day working with you so we had a significant drop in sales And at that point, we realized I made this conscious decision that if I keep my customers in business, they'll keep me in business. And so home builders, remodelers, architects, all the trades, we started to train them on how to stay in business, how to market, how to sell, you know, all these tenants of the business that we typically have not had to worry about pre-2008. Mm-hmm. So from eight to 12, 2008 to 2012, when most people, you know, either went out of business or retracted, we grew 47%. And we grew because we were keeping our people in business. And so at the end of that, I said, I love doing this coaching. I love this training. So I sold my business and started Positive Polarity. I love it. And wait a minute, you went through a hard time kind of in or a challenging time in 2008? Yeah. <laughs> No yeah, it's <laughs> the only one, Scott. I know you didn't have that problem. And, oh, yeah, and, right. right. <laughs> Detroit was fine. Everything in Michigan was great. But your neighbor, to the, yeah, your neighbor on the other side of the pond here, we had it a little bit rougher. So, no, <laughs> yeah. it, it, was, it was tough. Uh, we so managed, so. The name Positive Polarity. Let's, yeah. begin, let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah, so we basically, I, I sat with a marketing firm, and I believe it was either margaritas or Coronas, but there was something definitely involved there. And I really wanted the word positive to be in there. I'm a positive person. I think that um, people are attracted to positive people. And so we started with positive and we just kept building on that. And I wanted there to be motion. I wanted there to be some kind of movement. So polarity is the word that we kind of built that. And the cool part about polarity is actually the opposite. It's the opposing way of doing so something. So as a coach, I get to challenge people on, hey, are you sure that this is the right way to do it? Have you considered something else? So it actually worked in two ways. The the positive and the polarity both worked out really well. Love it. So you lean, do you lean coach or consultant or are you a coach sultant? You know, it's so funny. There's so many words. There's mentor, coach, consultant. Sure. You know, there's all these words. I look at it. I'm not bright enough to know the difference between any of these. I just find somebody that needs me to come alongside them and help them. 
And, you know, they're great at their craft. You know, Scott, most companies are great at what they do. They struggle with how to treat a customer. They they struggle with how to treat a team, how to integrate those two together. And that's basically where I come in. You kind of marry those two and level them up. That's beautiful. So when you're starting, like you work with companies, more than individuals or is it kind of a mix of both david or it's usually david? companies yeah it's usually companies that okay. want me to get in and usually once i get in with one thing they're like hey can you do this can you do this i mean so yeah. it, it it gets to be a wider uh expanse than than it's probably snowball, right most people yeah and so many people tell, you know, people listening to your podcast, they've been, you know, told niche down, niche down, niche down, niche down. I'm not here to say one way or another. I just know for me, my personality in my disc assessment, it says I get bored easy, Scott. So when I was niching down, I was getting bored. So I'm actually, I enjoy being, you know, the 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 person that they come to for a variety of things outside of just uh, you, the business piece. You and I are brothers from different mothers, brother. I because that's what I was. I had a, a former coach. I still love her, but yeah. you know, she really niche, niche, niche. I'm like, wait a yeah. minute, man. I'm leaving so much of my value to help people on the table, right. um, just because we love people. You and I love yeah. love people. So when you're starting to work with pro- whether it's a CEO, CFO, or, or the human resource, whoever brings you sure. in, yep. is there any secret sauce, if you don't mind sharing there, positive yeah. clarity that during that discovery, maybe to help them find their initial blind spot of where you're going to start? Sure. Yeah, I tell you what we use right now, Scott, is we do use a disc assessment. It's sure. a huge uh, tool for me to understand them. It, You know, if you want to change or you want to move directions and you don't know where you're at right now, you can't, it's really hard to change. So we start with understanding yourself. And I know that sounds kind of like we're sitting around a campfire with a guitar, but it's one of those things that if you don't know yourself and you don't know your strengths and you don't know your weaknesses, what motivates you, it's really hard to move that needle forward. So we start there and then we tend to get that whole team involved. If, if I'm, again, if I'm working with a sales team, you know, we get that, the whole team to do the assessment. And then we just start to use the assessment as a tool to be able to improve whatever they're struggling with. And sure, so sure. usually it's pretty, they're usually small course corrections. I don't know, Scott, about you and your experience, yeah, but most yeah. entrepreneurs, they're off by a few degrees. Right. And, you know, and we have a house in we have a house in San Diego. And so if you leave Wisconsin and you start heading towards San Diego, and if the pilot decides to do a two or three degree course correction, yeah. you don't feel it until right. you land in LA, which is a pain. <laughs> I just going to say drive, San Francisco. Two and a half hour drive down five from, from LAX down <laughs> to San Diego. So, you know, that's what's cool about it is small course corrections are usually palatable to an entrepreneur and the business and 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 usually pretty easily implemented. Love it. Love it. And, and so when you're working with the, whoever you're kind of initially speaking with and you're you're really building that rapport, whatnot, and digging deep and unpacking, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do? Yeah, you know, uh, you use the word blind spot and my next book I'm working on is on business blind spots. And I think that that's really a great question that people would ask, even everyone listening is what is my blind spot? And again, you don't know what you don't know. So I, I encourage people to, you know, find somebody on your team that you trust. 
uh, jump on a peer-to-peer type of advisory group, get a coach or an advisor, counselor, whatever you, whatever word you want to use. But we as entrepreneurs have business, we have business blind spots. And if we don't know what they are, you know, some of them are very detrimental. Sure. You think of Blockbuster, you know, what a what a blind spot to think that Netflix wasn't going 50 to. 50 million, man, they could have been done and had the you know? streaming service of a lifetime, yeah. right? You know, and and I just imagine that room full of stiff, you know, board members sitting in there and a guy comes up or a girl comes up and says, hey, you guys ever hear this Netflix thing? Right. And they're all like, oh, my gosh, that's nothing going to work, you know. And that's the blind spot that I run into quite frequently is, you right. know, that's the way we do it around here, Scott. And, and you know, ask, ask Radio Shack, Sears, Kmart. All, you know, all these dying dinosaurs that if you didn't acclimate, what happens to them? So that's the question I wish they would ask is, you know, let's start out by saying, what's what's my blind spot? What am I missing here? Love that. Love that. So when you're going into a company and I'm going to kind of learn from you here now because I'm dealing with it in in a couple different ones where, you know, the CEO might bring you in. They hear about you through their underlings or you know their strategic advisors or whatnot and they're like oh we bring dave in and you 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 mesh with the ceo great in in his first and second in command but then they send you to sales okay to really help them level up how do you handle because the salesperson's been like you know i've been in sales as well i I can be egotistical okay i'd be like well how do you handle that person that is going to be resistant to change so they don't lead that poison into the people that are maybe under them? Well, and that's a great question. That again, goes back to the assessment. If somebody has an assessment and they answered some questions and on it, it says, you know, that you have an ego problem. Mm -hmm. It's way easier. I think, Scott, if I, if you and I, if I have an ego problem and I report to you and you come to me and say, you have an ego problem, I get defensive. My wall goes up and I start to defend myself. Absolutely. That's really a hard way to do it. But if you said, Hey, I want you to take this assessment. And then I want this third party guy to hang out with you for a little bit. And then all of a sudden you look and you realize the way that I, if I go, Scott, I answered these questions a certain way. Right. I I got an ego problem. (laughs) What am I going to do? You know, if we help them discover it on their own, it's way more effective than us trying to. That is freaking awesome, Dave. Like you, you, you're putting the onus on them in a sense to say, listen, man, this is laid out. You know, yep. this is what it says about you. You're not picking on them saying, oh, you know what? You got a problem. Yeah. That's why you're not performing. They actually Absolutely. see it. And then you maybe ask the powerful questions to help them have that light bulb go off the left. Man, that, that that's awesome, right. Dave. So, Dave, what do you feel that maybe your strengths are? Yeah, I know like in my strength finders, positivity is one. Connecting. I love connecting people with other people. I love being positive. I love to see an issue. And again, I help somebody with their blind spots. If they really say, hey, what am I doing here? You know, uh, at first I'll help them through that. But as we go and develop, I say, you know, Scott, I know what I would do, but you tell me, what do you think we should do? Right. Rather than them getting, you know, um, addicted to somebody else fixing their problem, we have to get right. them self-sufficient. So at first I'll help them. But soon after that, I'm like, Scott, you know, I, I think I know what I would do, but sure. you probably have a pretty good idea down in your gut what you right. would do. So let's let's, you know, let's explore that a little bit. 
Yeah, and I and I love that you you're doing that and not giving them what your answers are because they they don't feel like in control. If they come up with it yep. on them, their own, the control is there. I'm using the word onus again. The onus is yep. on them to perform. And that's where, where I'm a strictly a coach because a lot of I'm blessed to coach a lot of C-suite, a lot of high-level celebrities, professional sure. athletes and stuff. And it's like they forgot more about their business than I'll ever know or really, frankly, cared enough. And yeah. so with those, they want me to put on the consultant hat. I'm like, listen, right. you're paying me X amount. Do you mind me taking X amount of dollars out of this to give you my opinion that you're probably already going to know? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I love yeah. that you, the way you worded it, I'm going to yeah. re-listen to it. You know, I know what I would do, but tell me what you feel that you would do. I, right. I love that, Dave. That That's yeah. perfect, brother. Let's right. Say. And the reverse, though, is like you said, with a, from a from a um, professional standpoint, I mean, I think Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods are two of the best athletes that were ever out there. But think of all the coaches that Tiger Woods had. You know, he had people analyzing his swing, mm -hmm. analyzing his grip, analyzing his mind. I mean, if you don't, as an entrepreneur, have somebody, you know, a coach, a, a significant person in your life that you mm -hmm. can trust that will help you with those things, you're going to struggle. I mean, right. business is challenging enough the way it is. Why make it that much harder? Right. And so I think that coaching is really a, a huge um, plus to entrepreneurs. Uh, right. and, and again, if you're listening and you don't have one, you know, that's why Scott's here to be able to help you. And that's why I'm here to be able to at least Dave on that. that that's yeah. what I'm that, doing is helping you with your swing. You don't know, right. like, Barkley, you know, that was probably the worst swing in golf, you know, I mean, oh my gosh, that's so bad. And he knew that he had it, but somebody had to say, Hey, Charles, I think you got some issues here. Right. That's what we do is we look at the business and we say, Hey, have you thought about this? Have you considered that? And, and, and then we're off and running. I love it. So if I'm out at a networking event, crossing some flesh, meeting some people, what, might like I love to take people one on one. I don't work rooms. I kind of see you. I want to mesh with. I'm more interested in their story than me telling them mine. But like, what kind of things might they say? What kind of verbiage might they use to make them a really good referral uh, to you? I mean, it's interesting. I'm in the same spot. I like one on one, and then I like to ask questions about the individual. I mean, I struggle with. You know, someone walking up to me with a half inch of business cards. This happened once. A guy that I never met before walks up to me with about a half inch of business card, Scott, of his. And he said, hey, I'm Joe from whatever, whatever his name was. Um, would you mind handing these out to all your friends? And it was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know you. I don't yeah. trust you. There's no connection here. So, you know, I'm trying to really I look at it. How can I help somebody in the yeah. room? And usually once that starts then they're like, so what is it that you do? <laughs> you know, and, and by then the, the relationships already started to form and they're, you know, they're connecting with somebody and a coach or whatever. They don't even sure. know it. So it, I love that you say that. I mean, it's, I get it on LinkedIn. Now LinkedIn's like the new networking oh, room where they just get bombarded. Look what I can do yeah. for you. And I, and I finally got fed up. Dave. I'm like, is this the way you build business relationships? That's my reply. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't, Leaving that, if you come to me and 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 want to connect and have maybe a quick Zoom or something, and yeah. you know, yeah. then I get it, man. So, have you seen the movie Back to the Future? I have not. You haven't. Okay, so there's this Sorry. dude. He gets in a DeLorean. He goes back yep. in time, 
Yeah. And he doesn't, he changes a few things and his life gets better in the future. But I'd like yep. you to go back to the double deuce, the 22 year old Dave. Okay. What kind of knowledge nuggets might you drop on him? Not to change so much anything because you've lived a kick ass life, right? But to maybe help him level up, blast through, maybe just a little bit quicker. Two words that come up to me in my mind, Scott. One is empathy and the other is vulnerability. At 22 years old, I was a punk. And, you know, I thought I knew everything. I thought I was everything. And the reality is, is the older I got, the less I knew, (laughs) the less I knew about myself, you know. So I got to a spot where I would love to say, hey, 22-year-old Dave, be empathetic for other people you know, consider other people before yourself and be vulnerable with people. Because as a leader, if we want vulnerability on our team, we have to lead with vulnerability. And if we're not vulnerable, you know, if you don't have a vulnerable team right now, if nobody's talking, nobody's, you know, sharing, it's probably because you as the leader aren't leading with it. Because, if I say, hey, Scott, tell me your deepest, darkest secret right now, it's way harder for you to do that if, unless I said, hey, Scott, I'm going to tell you mine, and then we're going to talk about yours. So if you can't lead with empathy and vulnerability, you're going to have a really tough time having a successful team. And I love that. And great leaders are coaches of professional teams. I was lucky enough to sit in a certain major league baseball team's office and watch their manager and their GM take advice from their strategic partners at the table and really care. And they won the world series that year. Cool. Right. So that that's right. I mean, you have empathy, vulnerability, and basically if you don't know something, get your asking gear, right. Ask for that. I, I love, love, love that man. So how does Dave want his dash remembered? You know, that little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date. You know, the, you know, life dating that they hopefully it's a way down the road, brother. But how do you want your dash remembered? I like the six words of, and they lived happily ever after. You know, <laughs> I mean, to me, it just makes sense to be able to be happy right in where you're at. And I've yes. learned that, you know, there may not be a tomorrow. There may not be yeah. a 10 minutes from now. And if I'm always you, bro. looking ahead to be like, yeah. oh, I can't wait till I get, I yeah. can't wait till I become uh, a lot of people never get there. It's great to have dreams and goals. Sure. For it. I just am learning for myself to be totally 100% present right here. Like right now. Thank you. And what's got there is nothing else in my world except hanging out with you. Yeah. And I can you feel know? it. It's genuine, too, because so yeah. many people have a foot in the future, a foot in the past. And they piss all over the present. Right. It's like yeah. that's what they do. And Absolutely. I love it. It's like, you know, I, I do the analogy. and A lot of coaches do it of sitting in a car. The rear view mm-hmm. mirror is small for a reason. It's a great place yep. to visit, but don't make a home there. The dashboard's big, but you can't get anywhere without right. being present in, in the car, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, right on. I love, so what do you think people misunderstand the most about Dave? Um, for me, they probably misunderstand long blonde hair. As you know, <laughs> I was going to... I was going to drop a question later about that. It's fine. I mean, it's, you know, everybody has their thing and I just, I enjoy long hair and, you know, I think people might, they, sometimes they don't take you serious. 
You know, I, full disclosure, you want me to be vulnerable. I never finished college. I started, never finished it. Me neither. And, you know, people are like, oh, my gosh, where did you go to school? Not so much anymore, but boy, in the 90s and stuff. And sure. that was like, you know, huge. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you know what? I spent my time. I've done it rather than read about it. So if you want a coach <laughs> that's done it, that's great. If you want a coach that's read about it, that's fine, too. So you pick which one you want. And I always ask the question when people ask me about my background, I say, hey, if you had a brain surgery today and you had a choice of a guy that has read every single book on brain surgery, never done it, but he's wrote, read every single book, or you got a guy that's never read anything on it, but he's done a thousand sure. of them. You tell me which one you're going to take. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. and if you want the bread, the guy that read, then hey, you know what? We're probably not a good fit. So that's <laughs> how I look at it. Dave, what keeps you up at night? Uh, caffeine. <laughs> Me too, sometimes. I love that's it. it. It's the only thing, you know, that's it. I, I sleep like a baby other than that stinking caffeine. So I just <laughs> I can't drink it too late in the day or I'm done. Uh, you know, I love that you you brought up your hair too, man. Because I like I looked at LinkedIn, I was like, where's this cat from? You know, I thought you're Definitely sure. going to be a left coaster, right? And, yeah, exactly. and yep. like you mentioned, San Diego is my favorite favorite city in 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 the world to me. Yep. I was stationed there, you know, sure. before we go downrange to Iraq or Afghanistan or yep. wherever we were going, we'd hang out in La Jolla at the Sunset Cliffs, and that's yep. what we did. And we had family gatherings. There. That's that's a, yep. that's awesome, man. So, hey, thank you for your service, by the way. Appreciate that. So that's awesome. Thanks, man. So, what is Dave's definition of a life well lived? You know, again, I go back to what we talked about. If you're vulnerable with people and empathetic and live in the moment, I don't know what else there is because I've That's lived with stuff. stuff. I've lived with stuff. We all know stuff doesn't do it. You know, the, the, the boy who has the most toys wins that bumper sticker doesn't do it. I mean, there's nope. so many bumper stickers that just don't do it for me personally. I just want to enjoy right now. Because if I'm living, if this can't get any better, like this can't get any better. Now, I could say maybe if I was in a pool with a cocktail doing this, it might get a little better. But I mean, it's 80 degrees, it's sunny, and I'm hanging out with you. What else is there? And you're going to come down here in the winter. We're going to rock some stages, man. You can come stay and have a good time, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. Time to shine today. Podcast Varsity Squad, we are back. And I got my friend Dave Melinda from Positive Polarity here. And Dave, you and I are going to meet one day and share some brain grenades and and have a good yep. time. Uh, and we'll talk about each one of these questions, maybe for an hour each. But sure. you have five seconds with Uh-oh. no explanations. Okay. It can all be answered that way, brother. You ready to all level right. up? All good. Here we go. Dave, what's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Be vulnerable. Yes. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Reading. And so speaking of reading, if you see me walking down the street, like Fergie, man, he looks like he's in his doldrums a little bit. Other than growing on purpose, what other book might you hand me to level me up? Uh, Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. I've heard of it. I haven't read it yet. Is it John or Josh? John Eldridge. John Eldridge. Okay. Got it. Write that down, Donnie, please. Okay. Perfect. What's the most commonly used emoji when you text? Smile with sunglasses on. Love it. And don't lie to me on this one, brother. But if you could stay one age physically, physically for the rest of your life, keep the knowledge you've garnered and continue to gain wisdom. What age physically would you stay for the rest of your life? 22. 
Thank you for putting a two or three on the front. Now I know you're truthful. I love it. Nicknames growing up? Oh, my gosh. None I can share in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Chess, checkers, or Monopoly? Oh, my gosh. Monopoly. Awesome. Go-to ice cream flavor? Uh, uh, Chocolate malt. Chocolate malt. My guy. So there's a sandwich called the Long Locks Melinda. Uh-oh. What's on that sandwich? Build it for me, brother. Oh, my gosh. There's a ton of salami. There's a ton of ham. You rag it out. Oh, my gosh. There's Get a ton of man- meat. Man- and then cheese. There, and butter. That's it. And bacon. <laughs> absolutely. There's no veggies. Veggies are not yeah, for sandwich. I love it. No. Favorite charity and organization you like to give your time or money to? Uh, favorite? Uh, Children International. Thank you. Thank you. And last question, you can elaborate on this one. I'm very interested in your answer on this one, but what's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? For amusement, 70s. No, no sure. music, music. Oh, music, 70s. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Who's your go-to band of the 70s, brother? Pink Floyd. Really? No yes, yeah, best Dude. band ever. May I ask your age? 57. Are you really? Dude, yep. I thought you were 40. I just turned 50. Thanks, so, buddy. So we're we're like, my lady's 57, and... Like yep. people that keep themselves together, they, they they look like you guys do. That that's awesome. So I was born in '64. Okay. So I was born in '64. For anyone that doesn't believe me, do the math. Okay, love it. I love it. Who was your go-to band other than Pink Floyd? Did you have another one? Uh, my top five are Pink Floyd, Boston, Kansas, Sticks. I mean, it's all that genre. And Dude, then uh, we're definitely Rush. hanging out. How about <laughs> Rush? There you go. How about the Eagles? You jam with the Eagles. Absolutely. I've never been to their concert, but I've what? been to all the other concerts. I know. Whoa. I know. I know. Dude, Hell Freeze is over. They're o- in 94. Their opening venue was Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego, man. And my, my dad took me in 77 when I was five years old, right? <laughs> to see them. And I was like, man, this is cool. Because my dad used, you know, he's a big security guy and he was like, yeah. really good friends with Seeger and everything. Nice. Anyways, but he took me to the Eagles. And I was like, oh, it just always stuck with me. And then yep. I just remembered, oh, Don and Glenn, Hell, remember when Don's like, oh, well, we, we'll get back together when Hell Freeze is over. And they came yeah. out with the dude, best concert, <laughs> because they, they all had their solo careers behind them with yeah. Henley, Fry, Joe Walsh. And so they yeah. played their solo stuff along with the E2. It was best concert, hands down, yep. ever. Awesome. Yep. I, I actually had my buddy, he builds concert t-shirts, right? Oh, cool. From any concert ever. Right. And so I had nice. to build me what I have. I should have wore it for you there. That'd been awesome. <laughs> so, Dave, how can we find you, my friend? Hey, find me on LinkedIn or find me at positivepolarity.com. And let's talk a little bit about your book, Growing on Purpose. Yeah. So, again, it go back to there's three parts of a business that's the product or service that you provide. Then there's a team that provides it. And then there's a customer that buys it. The focus of the book is on the two and three, uh, strengthening your team and improving your customer's experience. If you do those two, profit is a guarantee. Love it. I love it. And squad, we're going to do a book giveaway um, on Time to Shine Today's Dime. The first one that just puts long locks. That way I'll know that you listen to this. Long locks in any from LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, any of our social, when you see this drop, put long locks in there. And I will get a signed copy on Time to Shine Today's Dime. If you don't mind just taking care of postage, Dave, uh, that would be awesome. If not, I can demo I'll, I'll do it all. I'll pay for it all, buddy. Oh, Any, my man. That's, you know, hey, I don't know if you're – some people are envious of long hair and some people are judgmental. No, so. no I think. Who cares? That's what – yeah, so exactly. 
I have one New Year's resolution, or actually two, that I make every year. One, make someone smile every day, right? And two, unless I've hurt you, offended you, disrespect you, I give zero you know what's about what you think about me. I don't Yeah. You know what I'm yep. saying? So living that way, I'm just like, I love everybody, bro. I say love your guts all the time. And that's yep. I actually mean it. So you awesome. know that that that's awesome. So Dave, do me one last solid and leave us with one last knowledge nugget we can take with us, internalize, and take action on. Well, I tell you what, I am just all about the blind spot right now. So if you have never asked anybody about your blind spots, I would find somebody that you trust to ask them about that because it might be holding you back. It might be holding somebody else back. It's most likely doing uh, damage to something in your life. So it's really cool to get free and to understand your blind spots. And then you have a clear path on how to fix them. That's awesome. And squad, we literally just had a free masterclass from a good friend, Dave here, who really made a conscious decision to help keep customers in business through the darkest of times. And he says that if you keep customers in business, they're going to keep you in business. You know, he... He knows that a good coach uses a great assessment like the DISC assessment, yep. you know, to set up plans for the seasons of change that come across the, your plate, the, to start to understand yourself, your weaknesses and your strengths. He believes in course, small course corrections. So like we like to say inch by inch, it's a cinch by the yard. It's hard. Don't try to fly that airplane uh, one degree off because you're not going to get there. That's what someone like my good friend Dave will help you or your company make the specific corrections. You know, he's a total go-giver. He's planting trees, my friend Dave here, that he's probably never going to sit in the shade of, you know, and he's going to tell you when you work with a coach to ask them what they, you know, to help you find your blind spot. And a great coach is going to get you there with a solid assessment and powerful questions. You know, and he believes that the more you help, the more that will be reciprocated. Dave doesn't live a life for the toys, for the boys and whatnot. He's really interested in your story and help you get to where you want to be. He's going to remind you to have empathy and vulnerability and also live in the moment. You know, to take a, a phrase like yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, today's a present, right? It's a gift. So use that gift. He's going to remember as someone that lived happily ever after. You know, he's someone that's done it. He might have read about it, but he's also done it. He wants you to do the same thing as take action. And his three spots of product, team, and customer are in his book, or the first two really are in his book. But I want you to get the book, pick it up, and leave a review for me also, whether it's on Amazon or on our, on our site where you get it from. And if you're really working with somebody, it, it, again, blind spot is, is huge. Ask someone you trust. Someone that's going to give you constructive feedback about your blind spot. And that, that will help you progress, level up, and move forward. That's what my good friend Dave does. He levels up his health. He levels up his wealth. He's hungry, yet he's humble. He's earned his varsity letter here at Time to Shine today. Dave, thank you so much for coming on, brother. I love your guts. Absolutely, man. You did it in three minutes. It took me 30. So you are a rock star. <laughs> my guy. We'll chat soon, my friend. See you, Thank buddy. you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. 
If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.